This is Bellator Colloquium, a podcast of the Bellator Society. Bellator in Latin means warrior, and a colloquium is a conversation. We at the Bellator Society are online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful, and this podcast is our conversation about all those things and so much more. Meet us here weekly at Bellator Colloquium and at bellatorsociety.com for content that will hopefully lift you, inspire you, comfort you, and make you feel a part of our Bellator Society. Good morning, Bellator Society. Welcome to the podcast. This is Tracy Eddy. And guess what? I have friend. And we're not in Arizona or Tennessee. Right next to me. We are at the beach for a little um, time away from home and time away from technology. And we are learning how to live unplugged. Off the grid, kind of. We did bring our equipment so that we could do this podcast. And if you watch the live stream this week, you'll notice that it wasn't us. Because we don't have any internet service. <laughs> we, it's actually a little bit of forced um, unplugging. Yeah. Because when we got here, we realized there's may, maybe one bar. Um, and so it's sort of a gift, but it can be stressful when yeah. you run a media organization <laughs> that is <laughs> online and requires internet connection. <laughs> but thank you to Aaron and Jason Polmeyer for stepping in. And we had a feeling we were not going to have good cell reception. So we went ahead and asked them a little bit, you know, a few weeks ago and they stepped up to the plate. They did it. And we are so grateful because they did an awesome job. They did do an awesome job. So basically they did a little bit of what we're, well, they did probably even better than we're going to do in terms of introducing our theme this month with it, which is freedom. Um, freedom from a lot of things, the philosophy of freedom, what freedom is. And in God's perfect timing, we chose this theme months, months and, and months, months ago. And, months ago. Mm-hmm. and it, it's it's kind of an obvious thing because it's the month of July, which is where we celebrate our, our, you know, freedom of our country. Um, you know, the freedom that we have through, um, being citizens Americans. of the United States yeah. of America. Um, and, and then all the civil unrest is going on right mm-hmm. now and, and the coronavirus and people are really talking about their freedoms. So it's just, again, God's perfect mm-hmm. timing that we get to talk about freedom when freedom is really at the forefront of everybody's mind and social media postings, especially. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my heavens. Yes. But you know what? um, I'm glad you mentioned just the Corona thing. I feel like we have moved from everyone being obsessed with Corona virus and all the implications of that to the social unrest that's happening right Mm -hmm. now. But I would actually like to throw back to a couple weeks ago when Corona was our biggest concern like that was the thing that everybody was paying attention to not that we didn't have racism right (laughs) like we obviously we had that as a problem a pervasive problem a perennial problem an ongoing problem you know since i mean the fact that we have not cared about our brothers and sisters is nothing new to humanity right like second generation humanity that's the story right yes we just didn't necessarily have um neighborhoods under Mm -hmm. fire and Mm -hmm. towns under fire and churches um, getting the brunt of vandalism and, and, and actually I take that back because we we always have had that. The church has always been, um, a target 
for civil unrest and for, you know, vandalism and things like that, but not to this extent. Not in America. Not in America. I mean, but, you know, go back several hundred years, we had, you know, a kind, a, the, 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 a kind of, a kind of class. Did I say that? A kind of, yeah, I said that right. Sure. You okay, did. we're did I mention that we're on vacation <laughs> and we might be having cocktails <laughs> while we record this? So the church in that the church is the body of Christ, we have always had a suffering church. The, yes. the church has yes. been always persecuted from the very beginning, yes. and none of that is new. The fact that she is suffering in a new way right. or in a different way now, you know, really probably shouldn't be surprising to us. But what I wanted to say is that in terms of this podcast being about freedom, I want to go back just kind of a little reflection on how our freedoms or how we felt our freedom was affected during COVID. Right. Right. I mean, people, the the um, biggest, I think, upset or the biggest grievance that I heard was they want us to wear masks and we can't go to the gym. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That was, and, and, and we couldn't go to church. Yeah. You know, the churches were, were being closed and um, now churches are open for the most part. I think most, maybe in some states, there's still some restrictions um, and there's still restrictions, mm-hmm. you know, as far as capacity and, and, and social distancing within the sanctuaries and stuff like that. But you can go, Mm -hmm. you can go, you can receive the Eucharist, things like that. But now it's just, now it's, um, the mask, you know, we're, we're looking at kids going back to school and you definitely have, everything's becoming really political. You've got your, your, you know, I'm cool with my kids wearing a mask to school with the parents who are not cool with Mm -hmm. it. You know, they think that it infringes on their freedom. Right. Um, it's just kind of a crazy time to be, of a spectator yeah. of, of society, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's such, also there's just such inconsistency. And I said this early on, I don't know if it was in a conversation with you, but just thinking about, you know, every, everybody complaining about having to wear a mask, especially in the places where it's mandated. Um, people feeling like their freedoms are being um, taken away from them bit by bit. Um, Especially in regards to this, this came out like early in Corona that the, you know, whether or not it was going to be, you know, when they were doing the, um, oh, what is it called? Like, uh, if you have Corona, then they kind of map right. how many people right, around right, right. you, how many people you've been in contact with. Right. Like, if we come away from this beach vacation with Corona, I'll be mapping you. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> Even against your will. <laughs> I'm going to report you to the CDC <laughs> as well as myself. It's true. But like, you know, people were saying, you know, do we want the government to have that much information about right. our lives, who we've been in contact with? And isn't that an infringement on our freedom? Right. And and I understand that. I mean, yeah. we, we do live in the United States of America where it does feel a little in, in, inconsistent right. to have the government spying on us. I mean, you know. Well, and also neighbors reporting you. out their, oh, yeah. their neighbors on who's having people over to their homes who's not masking doesn't have on a mask and so on and so forth so it is very it's it's not what we're used to in this country but the but the pushback that i have heard um is you know people saying you know but wouldn't you want to to give up a little bit of your freedom if it saves somebody's life 
and I mean, yes, to yeah. some degree. Yeah. yeah I mean, course. I wear masks to grocery stores. I, I wear masks to mass. I wear masks in public to places that I'm like, is this even really like, does this make, like I'm wearing a mask outside among people. Does that make sense? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, and that's, that's actually a real thing. Like I actually don't know if it makes sense or not, but, uh, but what came to my mind when we were um, like, right as this was sort of bubbling to the surface was don't we have this argument about abortion? Like, you know, in terms of like abortion, have, have we talked about this on the podcast yet? I don't know. Keep, keep going. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, just that the, the Roe versus Wade was decided on um, the, the grounds of uh, the right to privacy. Right. Right. And, 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 and yet people who are pro-life, people who would like to restrict abortion or get rid of abortion altogether are saying, yes, it might be an infringement on your privacy, but it's to save someone's life. Right. Like, can't, can't we tolerate a little bit of infringement of our right to privacy? Again, whether or not that's an absolute right would be an argument to, to, to be had elsewhere right. and another time. But like, ju- let's just say, sure, we have to give up a little bit of our rights, but it's saving someone's life. Right. And it's so interesting to me that 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 we're having this conversation about masks and about the government following our health and all of those things to save other people's lives and and maybe not recognizing that this is the argument that was had, you know, 40 something years ago. Right. Right. That's a great that's a great correlation. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think there's a um I, just like with you know abortion on the on the pro life side, it's a slippery slope, mm-hmm. and people are afraid to to give in to just a little bit because they're afraid that it becomes a little bit more and a little bit more and a little mm-hmm. bit more. It's like once you're okay with contraception, then mm-hmm. you're okay with the morning after pill, mm-hmm. and then you're okay, and then and then yeah. you're okay with you know um, late term um, abortion, late term abortion, and infanticide, then infanticide. So it's it is that slippery slope. So I get, I get the fear and I get mm-hmm. the struggle and I get the, I mean, personally, we wear masks everywhere we mm-hmm. go to, especially when we're, um, you know, out and about. We don't go to a lot of restaurants, but when we do, you know, we wear a mask there. Um, we, when we traveled here, we wore a mask. Absolutely. In the Every lobby, gas everywhere station. we went. That's Anytime right. We, um, we did everything we could because, A, we don't want to get sick and B, we don't want other people mm-hmm. to get sick. And um, so, yes, being sweaty in a mask in the middle of summer is worth mm-hmm. saving people's lives. Um, but I think I think some of the controversy now is because you're seeing the rioters mm-hmm. and they're all up in each other's faces mm-hmm. and they're, you know, and they're being supported by governments, um, you know, on certain political, you know, sides of the government. Mm-hmm. And those same those same governors and those same mayors are are really limiting um Church attending citizens yeah. from going to church. Yeah. So it seems. I feel like if there was, we're a, looking at you, New York. If there was, a, if there was a, <laughs> like fairness in the whole mask thing, yeah. then I think people would be a lot more willing mm-hmm. to swallow that pill. Um, but it just seems like there's so many discrepancies. It's like really, yeah, just know, inconsistency. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to um, buy into it. Really, yeah. if if it's not super important for these people, mm-hmm. but it's deadly for these people mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get it. 
We're I get freedom it. loving people. We are freedom loving people. And, you know, we were celebrating the 4th of July this week, this week, which is a big deal for the United States because, you know, we are, we are a, a nation built on individual freedoms, you know, religious this I, freedom. Yeah. Religious freedom for sure. But also just freedom for, for individuals to, to live a life that they want to live, you know, and, and that that life isn't determined by the government and you can do as well or as poorly as you i mean that that's the that's the american dream right right and we're not so glib as to say that you know everybody's opportunities are equal everybody you know has entered this world on a level playing field and yet this this country is pretty great and that it has provided the the people of this country something that no other country in the entire world did prior to the founding of the united states it was revolutionary right in terms of our constitution and our bill of and rights a ruler and um a, a monarch not only was it was it revolutionary i look at you know the our population and how much we've grown in the last 10 or 15 years even and my argument would be if we're not a great country if we're mm-hmm. not the greatest country on the face of the you know planet earth why do so many people want to be Americans? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we we we're, are we perfect? Mm-hmm. No. no. <laughs> do we have a, do we have a long way to go? Yes, absolutely. Are we ever going to be perfect? Are no. we ever going to get there? No. no, because we're humans. I mean, it's just it's not going to happen. But I I think that you have to look at um, from a legislative perspective, legislatively, what our mm-hmm. government has done and and um, fought for and tried to go back and make right Mm -hmm. things that were egregiously wrong, you know, a hundred years ago or whatever. Um, you gotta give us some credit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and if we weren't so great and if we weren't, um, so, you know, if we weren't doing something right, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have this issue of like people wanting to flood our borders. Yeah. What so that actually it actually feeds very well into uh, the blog that you wrote today about Junipero Serra, Saint Junipero Serra, yes. and his his motto, which was always forward, never back. Right, and that's I mean that's the Christian motto. I mm-hmm. mean that like that you know we're we're working. There's the progression of the spiritual life. There's the progression of perfection. I said progression. That was a weird way for me to say so, it. <laughs> sounds readers or leaders. <laughs> You sound so smart. It's the way of perfection that you're always incrementally, you know, bit by bit, even if it's baby steps moving forward. Right. And that doesn't mean that you haven't done poorly in the past, but, you know, I mean, that's the call to constant conversion, if nothing else. There's no saint that has ever done anything always right. Right. You know what I mean? There's no human mortal, um, aside from the Blessed Mother Mm -hmm. and Jesus Christ himself, who were born immaculate Mm -hmm. without, you know, the stain of original sin and mm-hmm. therefore there's all, the devil mm-hmm. has always tempted human mm-hmm. <laughs> humans you know from adam and eve and so every single saint they weren't saints their whole lives right yeah. <laughs> they died saints yeah and so they they lived a life of um debauchery some of them not all of them right some of them know. had late conversions some of them for really sure really struggled in life i mean some of the greatest stories of, of sainthood and sanctity. Augustine. These, Augustine, yeah. exactly. Or these saints who who really did rebel mm-hmm. and really did struggle with, you know, sin and evil, just some real mm-hmm. evils in their lives. And then, you know, like you said, converted later and really brought souls, you know, mm-hmm. to know the Lord. 
and died in a state of grace. Yes. And, and that's all a saint is. Yeah. It does not mean they were a perfect human being. It doesn't mean they said an unkind comment mm-hmm. or, um, you know, were forceful mm-hmm. in nature or, or, you know, or whatever. And so to, I think some, sometimes, um, not sometimes, oftentimes, we get caught up in this virtue um, testing, I guess, mm-hmm. where we look at somebody's life and say, there's no way that they could be honored because mm-hmm. they said this mm-hmm. in an interview once or that they, you know, did this allegedly. Um, and, and that's a dangerous path, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so path. interesting, too. On, on that note, last month was, um, you know, our month of St. Jose Maria Escriva. Mm-hmm. And he was one of those other, you know, saints that was highly controversial in terms of he had ideas, he had recorded statements yeah. that were, you know, uh, not to our sensibilities right. contemporarily, right? Um, and yet he is a saint because when you look at the whole mass of what he did and how he ended his life and the work that he did during the life, it was to build the kingdom. He was right. he was more constructive than he was destructive, mm-hmm. you know. And and I mean, we've already talked about you know all the different things things that you have to have done right. and like in terms of miracles after death being proven and all of those things in order to achieve right. sainthood or to be canonized. Um, but even you look at the breadth of his life and it was more constructive than it was destructive. Not to say not to say that he wasn't sinful, right. not to say that he wasn't wrong sometimes. Yeah, but but that his life had such a beauty and value, well, inherent beauty and value, just by virtue of being a human being. But also, he was working for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like that's it was very evident that that was his goal. Right. Um, yeah. It, it's just it's just sad to me, you know, as as we're seeing people in this nation of freedom, tearing down statues of, again, we talked about that on the live stream with Natalie of, you know, St. Junipero Serra and St. Louis, 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 oh my gosh, I St. Louis. <laughs> oh, vacation makes me not pronounce things well. <laughs> it might be me. <laughs> We're sitting too close. Normally, at least there's a, there's states between us. <laughs> I'm like rubbing off on you right now. You know, watching, you know, just watching the the people try to tear down statues of, you know, St. Louis. I mean, it's such an uneducated, um, you know, it's to me, it's just, it's hard to defend rioters when they do things like this. It's like you're defending the people who defended or you're tearing down the people who would have been out promoting justice and, and love and all the things that you think that this person did not do yeah you're just wrong yeah i mean you're flat wrong and not only that is i think part of me really is just sad because we need people to look up to mm-hmm. we need um we need to know that nobody's perfect and but there's still a path to sanctity and there's mm-hmm. still a path to you know, the mercy of God and there's, it's life is still worth the struggle and mm-hmm. the fight and the, and the sacrifice that these people, I mean, these people sacrifice, Saint Unipro sacrificed. Um, he, he gave his life for the service of God. I mean, <laughs> friends, <laughs> friends, friends make, she's distracting me. My monogram on my cup is coming off because of the salt sea air, I think. And so it's just trimming it while Tracy is talking. <laughs> She's throwing off my train of thought. 
Y'all, speaking of freedom, it is gorgeous here. So it, it was is. supposed to rain all day, and it's not. It cleared up. It was scary earlier, though. The sky little... was very dark. It was very dark. It was it was almost um, like emblematic of what's going on in our world. Right. Like the skies seem very, very dark, but there is there's hope in the clearing. And gosh, I, I hope we're getting there soon. I mean, I know that we have a lot of work to do. And you were saying, like, th- there is value in the struggle. Right. Um, so, you know, even when we're dealing with dark clouds, we do have, um, we have the hope as Christians that it will get better. Like it, like that's the end. We know the end of the story, y'all. Like we don't know when, we don't know how quickly, we don't know the pacing, but we do know that there will be a clearing. There will be a clearing. Okay. What other kind of freedom, can we give any teasers of other freedom blogs? I'm doing a freedom blog Mm -hmm. this month on confession. So I think that, that's spoke to me that was mm-hmm. kind of on my heart for a while mm-hmm. um just there's nothing freer than going and um really having your soul just scrub clean it's true it's it's a good one it, mm-hmm. it makes you or it makes me at least feel like I can um, like I can you know do anything mm-hmm. um and I in in that blog I talk about the the historical um kind of war film of Braveheart with Mel Gibson and it was freedom and it was so always it's like always on the tip of my tongue and Aaron and Jason um they they referenced in Braveheart. the live stream yeah they did. I was like that's perfect okay it's not just me yeah yeah that's how that's kind of how I feel when I'm leaving I feel like the wind should be blowing in my hair back and I'm screaming freedom at least internally and I'm almost glowing a little bit yeah like I'm radiating a little yeah. bit because it just feels so good and you know our church is so good and you know Jesus was so so infinitely wise to give us the sacraments that that in our in our flesh we can truly feel his grace right you know there's just something there's a physical again i know that that you know if i'm truly contrite that god will forgive me right you know that that i mean if i don't have the the option or the opportunity to go to confession that doesn't mean god's like oh sorry didn't (laughs) uh, sorry about the corona and not being able to make it like he's like he is not bound by his sacraments even though he binds himself to the sacraments and that's how he reaches our hearts that's how he reaches us in in our humanity right and and to be able to go to that place yes of freedom really to go to that healing room of freedom with with a priest and and just lay it all out there there is nothing more there's you cannot buy therapy like that (laughs) no i mean for real like and i'm all for therapy i think it's fantastic but there's just something just sacramentally superior right about confession that not only do you lay it all out there then you do have the assurance of the, of the healing graces of the sacrament of confession and so i'm so i'm so thankful that you wrote that because i think I, th- I don't think that we can be reminded of it too often right right i mean it's it does seem kind of like an obvious but i my most recent uh confession experience was because i do not go as often as i should i will say that i'm i'm gonna just lay it out there and be real because nobody loves I think some people who go all the time do kind of love it because their sins are maybe from the last week or two where maybe they got angry at a kid or they, yeah. you know, they had, I don't know, despair, felt despair or, or whatever. But when you go infrequently every couple months or once a year or whatever, you got kind of a laundry list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not as, it's, you know, it's a little bit more intimidating. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, when you leave, it's, it, it, there's a physical, 
feeling of weightlessness that that you feel. I mean, I've I've known people to say they tear up or mm-hmm. they you know they just go and weep because they feel so so good and so um, relieved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, having that weight and that um, just that burden off of their soul. But <laughs> so when I went this most recent time, it was right before Easter, and I did. I, I literally was driving away and felt like. <laughs> because I was by myself yes. because we did the drive through confession. So we were like in a line, like my daughter was behind me in her car and, you know, people were in front. And so, um, you're kind of by yourself. And I did, I wanted to like kind of scream the whole way home and just, and just sort of rejoice. So that was something that was really on my heart knowing that we were going to do this theme. Um, but what did you write a blog this, this month? You write all the time, but I did do. you? Do I can't remember what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the end of the month. I typed. Okay. I typed mine at the end of the month. <laughs> I can't remember. What it is. That is amazing. <laughs> I don't know if it's on a setting. I can't. Oh my gosh, I'm put on the spot. I can't remember. I'm sorry, but I do remember many of the other freedom blogs, and that um, they, they treat the same subject. And again, this is something that we find all the time when we have a theme, and we're like, "Oh, what if everybody does the same thing?" Mm-hmm. Because freedom is, is a little, well, freedom is limited. I was going to say freedom is limited, but that would be super ironic if I said that. <laughs> but like, oxymoron. how much can you talk about freedom? Right. Well, a lot, apparently. apparently yeah. and, and from all different perspectives. And so I feel like this month especially is going to be just primo on the blog in terms of just a philosophical approach to freedom, practical approaches to freedom, and all of those things. But I did, I did want to say this when you were talking about confession. Okay, so we played last night the new Catholic... Okay, if anybody has played the Catholic card game, it's in the, <laughs> it's in the yellow box. And it's, it's a great... It's in the yellow box. It, you will know it by the yellow box. You will know box. it by the yellow box. Um, and it's a super fun game. And we've played it several yeah. times before. But we, we got the new one, which is in a blue... It's in a blue box. Yeah. Um, it's a little more complicated than the sort of the, the yellow box is a Catholic apples to apples, basically. Right, right, right. Or cards against humanity, if that's your thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's cards against humanity, but you don't have to cull anything from the deck. Yes. And it's all about Catholics. This one is, it's called uh, Catholics Who Don't Do Anything. And it's never have I ever for Catholics, basically. <laughs> but every round is different. Like right. there's different instructions for every round. And one of our rounds was, um, oh, I don't even know what the round was, but one of the cards that, that you had to turn in or someone turned in was like, never have I ever confessed something that a priest told me wasn't really a sin. That was just weird. That was just weird. <laughs> Imagine that you've carried around this weird thing that you thought was a sin for so long, and then you confess it, and the priest is like, yeah, no. And you're like, man, I was holding that weight for so long. So did you have one? I forget. I'm sorry. It was late when I we didn't were playing have that it. one. I didn't have that one, but um, I'm not sure who had that card, but one of our friends did say, yeah, I actually had the, a priest tell, tell me that exact thing. Like, that's not a sin, but it is a little weird. <laughs> She's like, okay, okay. <laughs> I did have that happen to me. I, I probably had it happen to me a couple times because I've got a problem with scruples. But one was when I was pregnant with, I think my second baby. I think it was my second baby, and I went to the grocery store and bought um, like squash and zucchini or whatever. And the little checker guy didn't know the difference between zucchini and cucumbers, I guess. Yeah. And he was having difficulty like ringing it up, and I was just kind of like standing there. I mean, not super impatiently, but just kind of standing there. And I could tell that he was flustered, and so that's when I started paying attention. And I noticed that he didn't charge me for the zucchini. Like he was flustered. Maybe he didn't know the numbers yeah, or whatever. The code. And so he just like put it in the bag. 
And I didn't say anything, mainly because I didn't want to embarrass him. Be right. like, you, I saw you struggle, and yeah. you just put that in the bag. Yeah. You're, you, you thief, basically. Yeah. So I didn't say anything. But then I got to the parking lot and started like getting that cold sweat of sin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think. I think I think I just stole zucchini. I'm not hundred percent, but I think I did. And I like it, I could not have run faster to confession the following Saturday. And um, and I remember going to church, you know, going and I for some reason confession was not in a confessional that that Saturday. Maybe they were cleaning the confessional. I don't know, but it was up on the altar. And I remember sitting oh, up on the altar. Um, you know, the that's line. intimidating. It was a little intimidating. Like it, it didn't feel like the healing room. <laughs> But I remember like leaning really close in and saying, oh, and Father, I um, I stole. And he was like, well, tell me more about that. Because he was Irish. So tell me more about that. <laughs> and, and I was like, well. And I told him the whole scenario. And I said, so I, I think that I stole some zucchini. He was like, oh, heavens, Frenchelle. That's <laughs> like he di- he diminished my <laughs> but it just shows that you worried for like a week about it I did I so did and I I mean I guess I probably in retrospect just to be sin or not sin just to be ethical I probably should have like walked back in and showed them my receipt and said I noticed that this zucchini here was <laughs> I didn't get charged for this somehow <laughs> I don't know how, and I don't know who my checker was. <laughs> Please don't blame him. In aisle seven. <laughs> Cashier seven, whatever. Register seven. But anyway, that game was super funny. and That was funny. It, there were a lot of weird stuff to the game, too. Yeah, there was a lot of um, direction reading. We had to read the directions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. numerous times. I think the next time we play, it'll go smoother. Yeah. Because it was... We'll know what to expect. As a Catholic, never have I ever. And then it would say something and there were a lot of double negatives so it was throwing us off that was the problem so then somebody would play a card and they're like you've never done that and they're like no i've totally done this and we're like well then why'd you play a card card?" and so there was confusion yeah yeah we're gonna do a better job that that game can be tweaked but the apples to apple one is really really fun yeah we love the catholic i think our kids played that last night i was (gasps) they did (laughs) they said it was fun that's awesome freedom (laughs) <laughs> okay, so back to freedom. Okay, yeah, oh, I also wanted to say this. When you were talking about our country being a great country, and I mean, we're not like we're in MAGA hat, you know, nationalists here, but we are recognizing the fact that the United States is very special in in the, the, the project it has endeavored mm-hmm. um, because it's different from any other country that has existed in, in, you know, modern history that we know of. Like, it was a different idea. It was a different um, approach to governance, to freedom of the people, to how people were able to live and lead their lives in a society. And it was so novel because, like you said, it hadn't been done. But this was not like 10 years ago or 20 years ago. I mean, this was... (laughs) 200 and when were we <laughs> now i'm feeling a little stupid 1776 <laughs> this isn't the 1700s people i mean this is that was that is that was yeah, revolutionary it was. that was really um outside the box thinking it was really courageous mm-hmm. the 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 men who founded our mm-hmm. country like we, we we have to give them credit and the good that our country has been able to do yeah in social justice all over the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we come to the aid of so many people who are are um, victims of injustice, mm-hmm. of religious persecution, and you know, um, 
human trafficking and I mean countries would not ask us and need mm-hmm. aid from us if we weren't the United States mm-hmm. of America and it's okay to say that we haven't done it perfectly totally that doesn't diminish any of the good that that we have done in the world by saying we could have maybe done it better sometimes mm-hmm. um, but I was the thing that I was trying to, to talk about was um, and we've I've mentioned this before the book by Trent Horn it's relatively new he came out oh, this yeah. year on can a Catholic be a socialist um, I can't remember if it was in his book or if it was in the corresponding um, debate that he did right. with Sam Rocha, right. which was fantastic. Right. It was a really excellent debate. Um, but either in the book or in the debate, he mentions the fact that um, you know people aren't trying to come to the United States because we're offering them a lesser life. Right. Like people want to come here, and and we should as Christians want them to come right. here because it is for their good right. that they come here. That right. that is a that is a good thing. Um, but the distinction that he drew that was really interesting to me was he compared. Um, uh, some of the 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 kind of twin countries that really um, exemplify capitalism versus socialism uh-huh. or or freedoms versus not freedoms right. and um, they were you know north and south korea east and west germany right and he said Good. that you know these that that walls are built between them because those in the less free places want, want to come right. to the more free places Mm-hmm. Again, not saying that we're perfect, not saying that we're doing everything right, but that there is something inherently good about freedom and, and how that honors the, the human person, right. how that honors the, the dignity and the freedom that God himself gave us. Because freedom isn't just something that, that you know, the founding fathers of the United States thought up, you know, as a really, you know, great idea on their own. Yeah. It's how we were made. Right. There's this thing called free will right. and, and we flourish in freedom. Right. We also can be destroyed in it, but like that is where our when we realize what freedom is and we treat it um, with the the respect and the understanding um, of of what the purpose for that freedom is. That is human flourishing. Right. That is cooperation with grace. Right. Right. And as I mean, I think I've said this a few times on the podcast. Um, I know when Christy Bentley interviewed me, we talked about it a little bit. But my dad's a, um, a an a refugee, a political and religious refugee. Um, his family fled Lithuania mm-hmm. uh, when the Nazis were coming in and, and capturing anybody who worked for the government and it, or were Christian. Mm-hmm. And if you're a Christian in Lithuania mm-hmm. in the 1940s, you're Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they, the people who were not so lucky and were captured um, were killed. Mm. They were sent to execution camps, to refugee camps, never really heard from. Again, they were sent to Serbia. My family was supposed to be going mm-hmm. to Serbia to one of these, you know, camps in the middle of mm-hmm. the tundra, basically. And they they escaped and they they fled to Germany and then to America. Um, and so, why did they come to America? Mm-hmm. Not because they wanted more of what they just came from. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came to America. So that they could be Catholics, mm-hmm. and so that they could worship how they wanted to mm-hmm. worship, and 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 raise their kids in a way that um, they could become anything they wanted to become. Mm-hmm. And when they when they were in Lithuania, my grandfather was appointed a federal judge, so basically like a Supreme Court mm-hmm. justice, um, kind of the equivalent. But when they came to America, 
he didn't speak English. Mm -hmm. And his law degree was not, it was kind of a Napoleon, Napoleonic type law. And so it didn't transfer to America. Mm -hmm. He became a janitor. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was, you know, they bought a tiny little motel and ran this little motel with their seven children. But every single one of those kids graduated from high school and college and uh, three of them became doctors and one of them, you know, became a chemist and mm -hmm. one of them became a um, nutritionist and another one, I, um, my, my other uncle, worked um, for a dental lab he did before they did everything computerized. He did all the crowns and, oh, wow. you know, things like that. So they all became professionals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And here these people didn't speak English, mm -hmm. were very poor. And so it just shows that, like, if you work really hard mm -hmm. and if you sacrifice... And if you, um, you know, have a strong faith and maybe things won't work out, but the American dream is alive mm -hmm. and, um, and people wouldn't sacrifice their life mm -hmm. and limb on boats to get to this country mm -hmm. if it weren't great. Right. And I always find it interesting, you know, and it happens often, you know, when, when election cycle comes up and I'm sure we'll hear about it in the next couple months where people are like, well, if this person gets elected, then I'm leaving the United <laughs> States. They never they do. They never do. Why is that? Why is that they never leave? <laughs> I always think if I didn't live here, where would I live? And I can't find a country. We oh, joke yeah. that I'm always looking for an island. Maybe yeah. if things get much worse, maybe I just take my family to an island, but I can't find an yeah. island that's, that's within a country mm -hmm other than America, mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want that, I wouldn't want that, I wouldn't want that. So guess what? I'm, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> well, and I think that is a beautiful um, corollary to the church. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we can name a hundred things that we wish would, would change about how any given parish is run. Yeah. You know, how, how the church operates either, you know, in a, in a bureaucratic way, or maybe this is a liturgy I don't prefer, or, or whatever the case may be. But if we understand the the core of what the church is, you know, the the body, the the, the mystical body of Christ on earth, and yes. if we have a love and a devotion for the Eucharist, yep. where else are we gonna go? No, yeah. you know, like yes, it, it's never going to be perfect here on right. earth. We've said that before in this very podcast. Yeah. But in the end, like, what else? In, in reality, what else, what are our other options? You know, they're just. <laughs> People have tried and then and failed. Yeah, yeah. That's why there's so many splinter churches right. because, you know, during the the Reformation, um, 500 mm -hmm. years ago, there there were people who thought I can do it better. This is not good enough. Mm -hmm. um, and then people split from yeah. from them. Still not good enough. I can do better. This yeah. is not good enough. And now we've got hundreds of thousands mm -hmm. of denominations later. How many do? Is, oh, I don't. Hundreds I'm probably, of like, is it, tens no, of thousands. No, is it is it like. 30-something thousand? Tens of thousands, it sounds yeah, better. Yeah, okay. I think that's about right. Yeah. Okay, 30,000 denominations later, it's still not perfect. Yeah. And so it's never, I mean, that's just the 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 point I'm trying to make is it's, it's not going to be perfect, but the church that Jesus Christ himself founded that is run by mortal mm -hmm. men is as perfect this side of heaven mm -hmm. as, as you're going to get. And it needs you. Yeah. It needs you to be ever more perfected. Right. Right. Because as you become more and more sanctified in your personal walk with Christ, in your personal relationship, in your own spiritual life, the more perfect you become, the more perfect the church becomes. Yeah. And, and, and that doesn't happen when you leave. 
Right. Like the church needs you. It needs you. It needs hearts that are dedicated to to perfection, yeah. um, to the way of perfection, to the spiritual life, um, to virtue and all of those things. And again, going back to the saints yep, and the statues it. that are being torn down, like we can we can all understand that they didn't do it perfectly. Right. But we can also understand that they were in that direction. Right. They, they were still working towards perfection. And, you know, God forbid someone make a statue of me and tear it down. <laughs> like, <laughs> not that anyone's going to be making a statue of me. But if you do, I would like it to be in marble. <laughs> and I would like to be thin. <laughs> Do not be too shy with that scalpel. <laughs> Since we're at the beach, I definitely would like to be thin. Oh, this is good. This, this is, is fun. It's going to be a fun month. It is going to be. I think it's going to be a really good month. We have lots of good guests coming up, too. I don't have the list in front of me right now, but I know that they, um, like, we did a good job of planning this month. July's strong. It strong is. and very strong. It is strong and very strong. <laughs> Like I like my coffee. <laughs> like I like my coffee. Or, yes. Yes. <laughs> you Never mind. Okay. Last little bit? Last little bit. Um, I'm sunburned. And so oh, I'm very yeah. happy that the weather is a little overcast today. Yeah. I'm going to um, hopefully spend the rest of this week unplugged, mm-hmm. uh, checking in on Bellator Society, social media, but other than that, unplugged. Liking every day. Like, we have no, like, seriously, we have no cell service in our house. It took me two hours to watch our live stream because it kept starting and stopping. <laughs> so really what I can do this week is basically like every once in a while when the cloud parts and the, the satellite, satellite comes through. Uh, yeah, my husband was like, well, now I see why the... Um, the cell service is so bad because there's just not a lot of houses on this area where mm-hmm. we are, and there's no, there would be no point if, yeah, if if you were a capitalist, there would be no point in investing money infrastructure on, on satellite <laughs> infrastructure here because it's just there's not enough people here. So, and having said that, no one can see us, but like, and no one can see where our surroundings are, but like, you do not have to work hard to social distance here. No, we are social distance. <laughs> we are definitely social distance. There's there's not a lot of people on the beach here, so basically off the grid. We're off the grid, and it's a perfect. It's just been a perfect, um, perfect time to to relax mm-hmm. and to kind of regroup with family and friends and um, spend some time in prayer and all the things. Yeah, it's a reset. Of it's sorts. a good reset. It's a good thing. Um, I think my last little bit is. Um, kind of in reference to something that I believe Aaron Polmeyer was talking about on the live stream, and this is this idea of interior freedom, yeah. um, in that we may very well live in a world or a society that um, imposes on us um, limits to our freedom, exterior freedoms, right? And yet we, as Christians especially, have this notion of interior freedom where it doesn't really matter what our extrinsic um, circumstances are, um, we really do have freedom in Christ. And, um, two little things to that end that I would recommend for anybody listening is the book by Father Jacques Philippe, Interior Freedom. Easy to remember because it's what we're talking about. (laughs) Um, it's, it's a fantastic little treatise. And if you've read anything by Father Jacques Philippe, I mean, he is just such a prolific writer, such an insightful, spiritual master for the modern times. It's, it's a really great little book, okay. Interior Freedom. And then the other one that I was thinking about um, in terms of living in a world where there is such abuse of the human person, such misuse 
of human beings and humanity. Um, such just demoralizing behavior all around us. Um, and, and I'm talking about, you know, of course, racism. I'm talking about, of course, um, abortion. I'm talking about all, I mean, referencing back to our, um, you know, podcast or live stream about social justice like we the list goes on and on the ways in which we abuse each other for sure um this world is by far from far from perfect but i love thinking about that movie um life is beautiful and mm-hmm. we've talked about it before um where it was this father um actually this family that was um sent to a concentration camp uh during um you know world war ii uh the to a nazi um concentration camp and um the depiction of interior freedom is not to be missed yeah you cannot imagine someone living in a more dire circumstance where horrific abuse and death is your end and the father knew that he, he he wasn't you know living. It's it's a cute movie in that he's making this world beautiful for his. Wow. He's making this life beautiful for his child, who he had every reason to believe had the same end that he did, and that it was going to be death at the hands of the Nazis. Right. Right. It was going to be death at the hands of an abhorrent, racist regime. But he had such interior freedom that he showed his son the beauty of life, even in those circumstances. And what, what a lesson for us all yeah. to be able to, to deal reasonably with what's going on around us, but show our children, and, and, and by virtue of teaching it to our children, our, open, our eyes, our, open our own eyes right. to the beauty of life. Life is beautiful. It's just, it, it comes around every once in a while, and I just think, man, that's, that's good stuff. We need to put in our show notes, I think, the Trent Horn podcast, mm-hmm. the Trent Horn book. Yeah. Also, Father Jacques Philippe. Philippe. Philippe's book. <laughs> and maybe even a link to um, that movie because yeah. you've referenced it before. Yeah. And so I think if we haven't already done it, we need to definitely do it this time. It's so good. I love Life is Beautiful. So, um, yeah, we'll try to put it in the show notes if we can remember and if we have internet connection to do it. <laughs> Bear with us. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it out there. Don't worry. We'll share the good stuff as always. Please like and share and comment um, and rate and review us on the podcast if you haven't already done so. We'd really appreciate that because Apple iTunes likes it when we get more reviews. Yeah. So thank you for those who have done it. Please go ahead and do it. Um, and we'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Have a good day. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Bellator Colloquium. Please look for Bellator Society on everything social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you like what we're doing here on this podcast, we would love for you to share that with us. Rate us on iTunes to help us get the word out and share, share, share. We cannot wait to chat next time right here on Bellator Colloquium, the conversation for online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful.